Maximum firepower. Okay, go ahead and do the intro. Hello? What? What do you go mean me do the intro? You do the intro. You're the fucking host. <laughs> wrong. You know we're wrong. wrong. No. You always do the intro. Don't don't fucking back out on me now. <sighs> what is our first segment? The it's Clone, Clone Wars. Okay, okay, okay. Clone Wars yeah. retrospective. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast, sponsored by <laughs> sponsored by Atomic Mass Games. This deal is getting worse all the time. <laughs> oh my god! In this episode, we're going to analyze the performance of Clone Wars small ships review some subscriber-submitted lists, and review the Bad Batch show that just finished. Let me scroll down here. So we're going to take a look at some Clone Wars small base ships first. Um, obviously, right now, and for the foreseeable future, I guess, we have the Consular and the Hard Cell. So the first one up here is the Consular-class armed cruiser which is the blue and black dice one for 37 points. I know you don't typically play Republic, but what are your thoughts on the armed cruiser? I think this one is what the Raider like wanted to be. Mm. It's, it's fast as hell. It's got defensive retrofit. It's got ordnance. It gets in there, throws die. Two blue die for anti-squadron is actually amazing. That's true. Just based on the range that you can it, like the range and the amount of squadrons that you can sh you can hit with it is fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean like comparing it to like what the Raider won, it's same hull, one command, one squad, two engineering on both. Yeah. They're both speed 4. They both have similar speed charts actually. The Raider's a little bit more maneuverable at lower speed. And then the sides are the same in terms of shields and dice. The rear is the same. The Raider actually has one more shield on the rear. And the front, the Raider has one more black die. Yep. And then you come down to the upgrades, and Raider has the gunnery team slot and offensive retrofit. Mm -hmm. um, and it's seven more points. And the console class has a redirect. Yeah, Raider doesn't. Well, it's got a redirect and a fucking contain. Mm-hmm. 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 And I feel like, in some ways, you're right that the Raider wishes that instead of double evade, it had a redirect. Or even in... Yeah, exactly. Instead of double evade, the Raider wishes it had a redirect, right? I mean, it wishes it was as cheap as the fucking Consular. Yeah. And, like, the, the suite of upgrades the, the Consular gets, like fucking Clone Captain Zack, and you've got the... Um, the Radiant 7 title yeah. that can just be kitted out to be a completely different ship. Yeah. Fucking insane. Yeah. And Clone Captain Zack plus X-Rax makes this guy hit really hard. Now, Raider can get Ordnance Experts, which makes it more consistent, but these ships don't typically get off enough shots for that to be better than X-Rax. Really yeah. Right? I think X-Rax like, is better bang for the buck on, on four health ships. Yeah. I, I actually... Typically, if I'm running a consular, it is the armed cruiser. It's just um, so cheap, right? 37 points. Like, is, is the CR90 even that cheap? CR90 A44, CR90 B39. 
It's cheaper than the B. So it's 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 cheaper than the Hammerhead Scout Corvette. I think it's it's, w- it's one more point more than the Torpedo Corvette. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. It's it's a cheap fucking small ship. And like compared to like the Hammerhead Torpedo Corvette, it like it's way it's, better. Way I mean way better. It's I mean kind of right. The Hammerhead has option for ordnance experts and extracts on the same ship right that's pretty good also you can do things with the hammerhead and with like sato and like crazy numbers of black dice like it can be good too but like the consular armed cruiser is really strong against squadrons with two blues it's nasty if the ship lets it just snuggle up against it it's got good defensive tokens especially with obi-wan existing it's a solid platform i think the charger in comparison requires more of a purpose i just think it's it's super flexible as a ship like you can kit it out to be radiant seven with uh, a fleet support and then also clone nav officers so it can really support your fleet but you can also put you know a, a fucking advanced projectors on it so it's super bulky and a brawler it's, it's just really versatile don't put advanced projectors on this. Why not? Because it's got a total of seven shields. That's exactly the reason to put advanced projectors on it. This thing doesn't have a brace. You I know? just... Yeah, I They don't hit know. the evade because they don't want you to cancel their fucking double hit. Uh, you redirect, and you just fucking absorb all that damage on your shields. You know? And if you do take one damage... You gotta fucking contain. There you go. It's easy. Yeah, I just have a problem with like an upgrade that like is twenty five percent the cost of the ship. Especially like it's uh, like like really if you have one or two of these in your fleet, like if they can trade up and die, that's fine. Well, I I do I hear you I hear you I really do, but. A hard sell battle refit is 52 points. A consular armed cruiser with Zach advanced projectors and external racks is also 52 points. <laughs> so, but, but, okay, so, like, but, I hear we'll what you're saying, this, but, but like. But hard sell has something that this ship doesn't, which is red dice. For this ship to do the dangage, it has to get up and get smacked, also. Like, it, it's just like. Unless you're, you have like deployment advantage or first player, like, yeah, there are situations you can get into where you have more ships than your opponent and like you can first last with this guy and get him out of danger and he doesn't die. But I think on a lot of situations, like if you can make this guy sub 50 points and he can do serious damage to like a 150 point ship, then it's fine. You're still going to win. Um, with, with that logic, I would then take advanced projectors out. Be at 46 points and then do the fucking damage. Yeah, you just do the damage. And you build your fleet in a way where he... Is like expendable? Your opponent, he, either he's expendable or your opponent doesn't have an opportunity to shoot back when he goes in for his one big shot. Yeah. Um, because you're putting extracts, you're putting Zack, right? So then, like, the, the total dice output with a concentrate fire is... Let's see five six with concentrate two more was like nine dice right like yeah you go and you throw your nine dice 
and then you activate him first next turn, and maybe he lives, right? <clears throat> or he dies because you're second player, or he dies because whatever. It's 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 fine. He's only fifty points, right? Like that's kind of how I build them. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have the hard sell class battle refit. This guy's 52 points. He's got three red dice out of the front. Redirect, brace, and evade. He's got an offensive retrofit, a defensive retrofit, a turbo laser slot. What do you think of the hard sell class battle refit? Dude, the hard sell battle is honestly like my favorite of the separatist ships. Whoa. It's my favorite. Why? Because like, first off, look at it. It's a it's a dumb rocket that's flying sideways. Yeah. It's just it's just dopey enough where I'm like, oh it's like don't feel aw. It's like um a puppy with one of those like wheelchair like legs. Where what? you look at it and you like you like pity it and you're like, oh, you don't have back legs, but you've got little wheels. Yeah. So it's cute, but also like you know, ugly. It's ugly. But still cute, you know? Uh, you, yeah, he you heard it here first, folks. Uh, he said that wheelchair dogs are ugly. Oh, no, my God. <laughs> but I like what this hard sell can do. Because my favorite thing, get a hard sell battle and put linked turbo laser towers on it. That's it. Done. You're done with it. That's it. You've built... One of the most hilarious ships in the game. Congratulations. It's a small ship. It's got evade, brace, redirect. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It can use the evade on squadrons. Just use it. Use it on the squadrons. Let them, let them stay there. And then next round, you hit them with the link turbo laser towers. And you roll one, two, three, four. You roll a blue and four blacks. At their ship, at their squadron, anti squadron with link turbulator towers. Then, if you want to really do the damage, you put B2 rocket troopers and you roll a blue and five blacks anti squadron. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it, does, it, does, is that counting concentrate fire? Because that's blue, black, 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 B2 rocket troopers is five, con fire is six. So that's six anti squadron die. Yeah, Are I mean, you if you're shooting at a if you're shooting at a um, scatter ace, you better make sure you get that accuracy. Well, you just add more blues. You roll the blue black, and you're like, no accuracies. Link turbo laser towers two blues. Oh, hmm. I got the accuracy. Uh, B two rocket troopers a black. Another yeah. damage. There you go. It is hilarious. Yeah, uh, I and think really that... that's that's the only way I build them now is you you put B two rocket troopers or you know, if you don't want to spend the points, just link turbulated towers. There's no reason for TRCs or spinals or or slaved turrets. If you put slave turrets on anything, like fucking don't talk to me. But it's is that's it. And I feel like a small pack of them is probably the most effective, like point for point damage output that the Seppies have at the moment. Yeah, you want you want like two or three. And you just kind of squat them up and pretend like that. It's, it's like, like it's one large ship, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it just, it's better than one large ship, you know, because 
you overheat yeah. their tokens faster and, and activation advantage and all that. But yeah, you fly them and they all hit the same target and kind of they all wolf, have wolf. They pack, all have you know? concentrate fires and everything. Now there is a disadvantage I found with the hard cells, mm. is that they're command one, and they really want concentrate fires and they really want confire tokens. Yeah, which means you really don't want to be flying them very fast, especially at speed three. So you're either going with speed two, um, and if you do speed two, plan to be at close range at round three. Mm -hmm. Or you go speed one, and then you plan to engage at round three, which has its disadvantages. You know the ship that the hard cell reminds me of the most, and it kind of makes me sad? It reminds me of if the Nebulon had a redirect. Yeah. Because it's like a 50-something point ship with three red dice out of the front, weak sides, go speed three. Yeah, and for like, sure. The Nebulon with a redirect would have it's been just so got, much better. The Nebulon just has double brace, so it's not as good. Yep. That's true. And the Nebulon arcs are a little bit crappier well right? i mean you, you you can put vanguard on it and you can get that don't talk to me about vanguard that fucking um, redirects no because i want to run it with um salvation obviously well you can't you can't have it all man anyway yeah but also the, the nebulon is more of a sniper in the way that its arcs are designed than the hard cell which has a little bit of a wider front arc a little yeah. bit more forgiving um but yeah I, I, I love the hard cell it, it's it's one of the best small ships i think it just survives for so much longer than you think it will. Because yeah. it has access to all the good defense tokens. Brace, redirect, evade. And if they're a ship that's larger than you, burn the evade. Cancel two die. It doesn't matter. Especially if you're running Grievous. You just spend all those tokens, man. True. Grievous. Disgusting. Uh, moving forward in our lives, we have the other consular class, the Charger C-70. And this is the guy who's like, oh, look at me. I'm definitely just like a Rebel CR-90A. And... Pretty much, right? Yes. And also kind of no. Like... This is like the the ship that's not as good, but you can't... You don't really know why. Oh, I know why. You know why? Because I don't know. Like, it looks... Like a good ship. It's got a bunch of red dye. It, it's got fucking turbolaser offensive retrograde. It's, it seems fine. No, the, the reason why, okay, let me tell you, is the, the CR90 has the double click at the end of every speed. You can always at the end and get out of an arc. Yeah. And it's got double evade, so you can put TRCs on it, and you're fine. Like, you don't care. Right? Okay. That's why. Because if you put TRCs on this, you're, you're spending your only evade, right? And that is not good. <laughs> it is not good to. So do. it's just not as good because it's not as evasive? It's not as good because. Well, wait, what do you mean? It's, it's not as good because TRC is the best turbolaser upgrade, and it's really only super viable on ships with two evades, in my opinion. Well, that's just like your opinion man it is that's what that's what i'm saying you just spend I'm, them the, just spend it dude and then get your mm, evade back with grievous no i this is not a grievous ship 
this is this I mean, is a republic ship. Can be a grievous ship. No, stop. You're done. This is a worse CR90 Corvette A because it's not as maneuverable and it doesn't have double evade, so you have to take Link Turbolaser Tower instead of TRC, which is not as good. And that's my final answer. That's it. Do you ever take the red CR70 over the fucking consular? They're both consulars. No, I never take the CR... I, I mean, the Charger over the armed cruiser. I have taken Chargers over armed cruisers. Um, They want to kind of... They're the ship that you can try to build in a way that keeps them alive throughout the game. A little bit longer? A little bit more Be survivable? Just because they can stay farther away from problems than the other Charger, you know? Do you think... um? What is it? The charger with the red die? Do you think you take that with swift return more than the armed cruiser? Or no? When when do you when do you take the swift return title? You take it in um, objectives where you want to be near the obstacles, yeah. or ob objectives that involve the gravity rift, because the ability to like suddenly speed up, kind of cool. Kind of pretty good. I don't take Swift Return too often, to be honest. What about the other title, Radiant 7? Do you, do you take that at all now with the Pelta out? No. It's just completely out of the game? <sighs> no, it's not out of the game. I just have been playing the Peltas instead. You know? You just, you just generally just like the new. Pelta more than Radiant 7? Because, like, it's 46 yeah. points for Radiant 7. It's 45 for just a Pelta. Right. You know, you just take the Pelta, right? It depends on what you're doing. And, you know, maybe the next time I fly the Republic, I'll put some Chargers in there because I think that they can be fine. Actually, I think that the list that they would be best with is, um, what's his name? Uh, the commander that makes your tokens do more. More squadron Yularen. activations. Yularen. Yularen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. right now, like, I'm looking at them, I don't see a reason to take a Charger C-70 Radiant 7. Not even a Charger C-70. I've got the expensive one on. That's probably why. So you take the armed cruiser, but you take it as Radiant 7. It's 38 points. Okay. Usually I take Radiant 7 on an armed cruiser just yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's cheaper, and I'm taking it for the, you know, Radiant 7-ness of it. Yeah, because I was looking at the Charger, and I was like, this is 45 points. And the Pelta, the cheap one, is 45 points. So why would you ever take that? But the Arm Cruiser is the cheaper way of getting right. fleet support. So like, if I had like four ships or five ships, and I had a Radiant 7 uh, with parts resupply or something, and then I sent everyone a token, and then just kind of ran him in to kill him, or, you know, and trade up, you know, that might be worth it, I suppose. Or you take the, the Armed Cruiser Radiant 7, when you need to like, when you're trying to do a strategy where you're you're moving pretty quickly, mm -hmm. when like the Pelta can't keep up because it only goes speed two, but right. I don't really know of a situation where you would really um, do that. Some well, if you're playing Mercy Mission, or if you're playing the um the objective where you have to turn the board sideways, like you don't want Peltas, you want Chargers. Yeah, but you don't really get to pick that if you're second player, right? That's true. Uh, and then we have a hard cell class transport. The flotilla-ish 
version. The flotilla light. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of this guy? Man, it's amazing. This is just an amazing carrier ship. Fleet support, everything. It's another one that just... It does way more than you expect it to do. It's got double officer, which I think is super overlooked in almost every regard when someone is using a hard cell transport. Officers are great. Two officers is amazing. Two officers is amazing. Um, the titles are hit or miss. They're, they're pretty fucking expensive for what they do. Um, uh, my favorite way to kit this out is Flight Commander, Hondo, Bomber Command Center. Oh, really? And Medical Team. Medical Team's one point, just put it on there. Yeah, because I mean, Flight Commander, unless you resolve your squadron command after you execute a maneuver, which gets around some of the issue of having fast bombers and Bomber Command Center, because if your bombers are like speed four, there's a good chance that you're going to overextend with your bombers trying to start attacking a ship and then you're out of range of bomber command center which is especially detrimental when your bombers only roll red die so i like running flight commander so i can move my ship into the area where my bombers are going to go and make sure that they get in range of bomber command center why don't you just use nevuda b Fuck you. Fucking Navuda B is the most bullshit thing, honestly. <laughs> but I think Bomber Command Center is super necessary if you're taking Hyena Bombers at all. I just I think that you either take a hard self-transport with Bomber Command Center, or you just take Tri-Fighters. Yeah. Those are the only two options. There the are no other options. For, the rerolls are huge CDS. on Red Bomber Dice, right? You, it, you cannot run hyenas without bomber command center it's just you can't do it it's objectively wrong <laughs> it's just you were just incorrect you can do it no you no, you can't if you run hyenas without bomber command center for separatists you're wrong in every regard and if you come up to me and you're like her, 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 her. i ran hyena bombers and i rolled double hits double hits double hits and uh, i killed the ship and it was fine like what are you talking about like the the amount of consistency that you're experiencing is so slim that I expect that you will get struck by a bolt of lightning on your way home. <laughs> That's how slim. Bro, I've seen that is. you do that double hit nonsense. So don't even tell me. I'm anything. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people who aren't as good. Okay. Look, All right. So I've got. I've got to average this down. And when you average it out, no, if you average out my dice rolls, it is about even. Okay, so what I'll say is if you're running hyena bombers, it is much more efficient to include bomber command center. That's what I said. You said it differently. Okay. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I said, though. And that's... Our small base. Look, no, Clone don't Wars, you fucking Lister. cut me off. I'll fucking say this. All right, look, my list. I have DBS four hundred four and one hyena bomber, and I take bomber command center. With one hyena this, bomber, you do not. No, a hyena bomber and DBS four hundred four. All right, that's five red die. Yeah. You take the fucking bomber command center, and you're wrong if you don't. Okay. 
<laughs> I know what I'm fucking talking about, okay? Don't okay. fucking try and cut off my segment when I'm talking about fucking Separatist Squadrons. Okay, we let's do some list segment. review now that you've gotten that off your chest. Uh, so thanks to everyone who sent in a list for us to review. We got more than we could review in one episode. Probably got more than we could review in a few episodes. Uh, so we're going to get through. We'll, we'll get to them all, though. We'll, we will. We'll just keep using them. Yeah, we'll, we will get to your list if you sent it in. Um, it just might not be today. But thank you guys for sending in lists. And if you have a list to submit, um, you know, leave a comment or send us an email. Or I think we had someone send us an Instagram message, whatever those are called. Um, it's yeah. just an Insta post, yeah. What, what is it? It's a Insta post or something. We reposted it. No, but they, I think, messaged us. They, they messaged us, yeah. We're not great well, at Well, why don't you start by telling them how we review our list? Okay, so this is how we review our list. We review our list based on the following criteria. Presentation, smell, texture, taste, and creativity. Um, and actually, the most important thing is the name that you give your list. So don't forget to give it a name. So today we have a list submitted by the Star Wars Tabletop blog. Make sure to check them out on Instagram and read up on their Star Wars Armada tutorials and battle reports. Their, um, their website is starwarstabletopgaming.wordpress.com. And they sent us a list. A trench list. A trench list, because I, I did, I was like, someone send me a cool trench list. And they did send me a cool trench list, so I love this. And you are the resident SEPI expert. Um, but let me run through the list, and maybe you can give us your thoughts on it. All right. So this is a trench commander list, um, and we've got a Munificent Comms Frigate as the flagship with Trench, Watt Tambor, Auxiliary Shields Team, Reserve Hangar Decks, and the LTTs. And then we've got another Comms Frigate with Hondo as the officer, Auxiliary Team, Reserve Hangar Deck, LTTs. We have three hard cells. We've got a Battle Refit with Beast of Burden. And then a transport with munitions resupply, transport with parts resupply, and four times vulture droid fighter squadrons for 399 points. And then we've got most wanted contested outpost and solar corona as the objectives. So when you saw this list, just kind of at first glance, what were your thoughts? It was interesting. But again, it's, it's doing the thing that Trench makes me do that I don't like where I have to jump through so many hoops and I just, it's, it's like trench bucks. I've got to spend all these, all this money to make trench do what he should just do. And I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like I've got a, I've got two hard cell transports, which is already setting off uh, red flags for me because it's, it's one, you take one hard cell transport. You don't want to take two. What's wrong with because two? you're not getting consistent damage. It's red, red, blue at the front, not triple red, and you don't have a red off the side. So the, the your range is super limited on your ships, mm -hmm. which isn't good for separatists because you know they're all about range and staying alive and the red die. So when two of your five ships are restricted in that way, it's not good, especially the ones that have no upgrades for offense. It's just munitions, resupply, parts, resupply. So you're either putting them behind your hard cell battle, your comm, and your two comms frigates, 
or are you putting in in the front? Um, and so they're either not going to do anything or they're going to die. Okay, but here's what oh. I will say. Here, here, here's, here's this. First of all, plus three points for the name of the list, which is in the trenches. Yeah. Which I is marks great. on presentation. Very I marks. Second, um, I, I love, actually, I know you said like two transports, blah, blah, blah. You, you kind of, I forgot after that. But Were you not listening? One has um, munitions resupply. You're not listening while I was breaking it down? one has parts resupply, right? So yeah. everyone can get lots of tokens to feed trench, right? So when munitions resupply feeds tokens, like everyone gets an extra die, right? Yeah. So that seems good. It's it nice. Does seem good. Yeah. You like it? I didn't it? get to it's that nice. part yet. It, I mean, the part the part that I'm confused about because like Watt and Auxiliary Shields team and LTT all seems fine on comms frigates. Hondo's good, obviously token generation, right? Um, reserve hangar deck was the question mark for me. It seems like it it doesn't have synergy with the list. It's just like saying plus two droid fighter squadrons. Yeah. Right, the, which is it's true. Not, it's not like a, um, a grievous list where it's like triggering other things to go off. Like, they're yeah. But the thing with that is, you've only got four vultures. They're all gonna die, oh, and sure. it, it allows you to have your vultures maybe get out of position a little bit. But if they're still within five, and it dies, you can bring it back to protect your comms frigate. That's fair. Which yeah, I mean, it's a little expensive, but I mean, what can you do? Having the four vultures is pretty good, but it's it's again the trench is because you you pass out all these tokens, you pass out the parts resupply, you pass out the munitions resupply. Trench starts on like fucking turn two, right? You want trench to start on turn two or turn three? You want it to start on turn two, yeah. So trench starts at turn two. What what are you gonna do with trench? Are you gonna on turn two? On turn two, are you gonna do now? Are you gonna well, yeah, you're definitely, I think, nabbing for everyone on turn. Right, so like turn one, everyone's taking a nav token. Yeah, but that doesn't... Is it better than just nabbing on turn two? And then... The problem I with Trench is I don't know what, how to fully utilize him for like what he needs. Well, I don't even think that... like The fact that it lets you put four dials... Don't Maybe don't think of it as four different rounds, but like... Four different that, options, maybe. Right. So, even if you maybe, only trigger you him around three, yeah. four, or three, four, five, you know, or four, five, six, like it's still good, even though you don't use it all four times that you can. But three, four, five, six is four rounds, so you could do it like that also. Yeah, but you're not going to use them on round six, I don't think. You you might for like engineering. Maybe. Right, because that gives you dial I, plus I like token. The, I like the idea of having four different options, or maybe not four different options, but at least of the four dials, three of them are different. If you need one, you, you pick it. If but, I were to make any adjustments to this list, all right, let's hear it. How do you feel about bringing a comms frigate down to another battle refit, mm -hmm. and then spending the extra points on more squadrons? I mean that that could work. I like I like the idea of double munificent though. I just think he's brought the wrong um, ship. 
you think it should be munificent? Because here's, here's, here's what I what I did. So I changed both of his comms frigates to the star frigate. Because okay. if you're taking the comms frigate and you're not taking flag bridge intensify firepower, then there's essentially no point in having the comms frigate at all. Well, didn't he take it for... I mean, he has reserve hangar deck, which is what you can't do with the star frigate, right? Exactly. But, I mean, we're getting there. Because this next list that I, I made is has no squadrons, so there's no reason for that at all. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so that's besides the point. But uh, I changed both of the comms frigates to star frigates because okay. I think they're objectively better. If you're not pushing squadrons. If you're not pushing squadrons. Or, no, just at all. I just think they're better. They're just, it's just a better ship, dude. You got trench, Watt Tambor, medical team, thermal shields, PDICs, LTTs, and top 12 on one of them. Okay, you really... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said you've got Watt Tambor. Watt Tambor. We got medical team. Uh-huh. Thermal shields. Uh-huh. Because the Star Frigate can take the thermal shields. PDICs. PDIC. Yeah. Linked turbulence towers. A great defensive upgrade on the ion cannon amazing. slot. It's amazing. It's amazing. And then LTTs. LTT and, and the Tide of Progress 12. So that's... This, you know, this is a staple munificent. This it's only is, nine points more than the one that he has as his flagship. Yeah, it's it's so amazing, so survivable. It's it's got better contain with medical team and tide of progress twelve. I just can't talk up this version of the munificent enough. It's amazing. If you're playing separatist and you haven't run it yet, run it. Thank me later. Thank me in the comments. Actually, I'll be hearing <laughs> from you soon. So you've got one star frigate. What about the other one? The next star frigate. It's got Hondo Onaka. Auxiliary Shields Team, Thermal Shields, PDICs, and LTTs. Okay. And uh, really, we took the Auxiliary Shields Team because it's not Tide of Progress 12, so it's not going to have the kind of benefits and like pseudo-contained, so we're just putting more shields up there. So you just redirect the damage instead of taking it on the hull. Right. Then I've got two hard cell battle refits with Link Turbo Laser Towers. And a hard sell with, you can do munitions or parts resupply. It doesn't really matter. And that's it. No squadrons. You don't need them. They're just going to die anyway. They're going to die anyway. Uh, you've got PDICs on your two big ships. Your hard cells have evades, and they've got link turbo laser towers, but you have two battle refits now. Uh, so anything that gets close to them, you just tear them to shreds with the battle refits. Your munificents have red-black anti-squadron plus link turbo laser towers and so just kill them just kill the squadrons don't shoot at any of the aces it doesn't matter kill all the generics their aces won't be able to do any damage unless they have anakin so you just kill all the generics and then it's over oh you're assuming you're t fighting the, the republic uh no i just think that the only squadron that needs to be dealt with that isn't a generic is anakin any of the other ones is fine. I'm going to say wrong. You've got Merrick Steel. Mm. <laughs> yes. Steel, he does two damage. He does two damage. That's fine. Twice. Yeah. Oh, like, just kill him. I mean, like, scatter aces. Like, there's no scatter ace that's going to really oh, do anything. Oh, no scatter ace that will threaten a ship. 
like huge, yeah. right? Be- yeah, because yeah. those are the ones that you're like, should I flack it? Should I worry about attacking it? It's like, no. Don't worry about the scatter aces. None of them can do damage. Um, and just shoot all the generics down. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, like, if they get into black range of your hard cells, just target them with it. Anti-squadron, five fucking black die at them, and destroy them. Just eliminate them. It's over. And then do that with your other uh, hard cell battle refit, your star frigates. Just throw fucking black die at all their... Generic squadrons, it's done. What do you think of the objectives? Most wanted contested outpost and solar corona. They're good. I don't like contested outpost or solar corona as objectives anymore. Like contested outpost is fine, but fire lanes is better. So we'll just take fire lanes. Fire lanes has a similar idea that you're going for where it's like this is the area of the board that I wanna yeah. be it, and it you have you to con- come to me. Yeah, it lets you control the board, but you can strafe it. You don't have to be on top. Of contested outposts, like take contested outposts and then play against someone who has an onager. Right. Okay. Where do you think they're going to put their ship? Right there, because they know you're going right there. Right. Fire lanes, you can at least kind of shimmy around. You can dodge and still. Especially with these red the dice ships, you can be at range basically five of the tokens, and, and it's still just be the getting same, the same value. Yeah. It's the same as if you were at range one, um, and you get more points per turn. And you get more points. Fire lanes, is, it's the most points. Solar um, Corona most, is perfectly fine. I think we just don't like it because we everyone plays just, it a lot. Well, I just don't like Solar Corona because it makes boring games. And if you're playing it efficiently, the game will always end in a 6-5. And I don't think that's fun to go into a game thinking that you're going to just kind of tie. Yeah. Either way, like a 6-5, I don't want to play games like that. I would just take Infested Fields. True. Because even if they get all of the tokens because you have no squadrons... Uh, the benefit of you being able to throw asteroids in front of their big ships is far outweighs whatever points they get. Yes, throw asteroids at them. And that's it. Uh, thanks for sending us in the list. Uh, Star Wars tabletop blog. <laughs> uh, hope you liked our review. Let us know how it does. And we've got one more that we're going to review today from Lane Todd. And this list has another great name, which is called No Shields for You. It's an Imperial list in the Commander's Admiral Screed. Screed is the OG gangster, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I I remember Screed. So Screed is in an Onager. Weird. And we've got Captain Nita in there as well, with weapons battery techs, Gunnery Chief Varnillion, linked turbo laser towers, and super heavy composite beam turbo lasers for 163 points. Isn't tight. We've got an interdictor, suppression refit with Grint. Projection experts, disposable capacitors, targeting scrambler, grav shift reroute, HIEs, interdictor, and then a gladiator with Iden Versio, ordnance experts, APTs, and demo. Got Sienna, Balen Rudor, and the objectives are surprise attack, contested outpost, and infested fields for 396 points. At a glance, what are you thinking about this list? I'm trying to figure out what it's trying to do right now. Because it's got so many components from different lists that I'm trying to, to line okay. them all up. Well, you've got to... First of all, I think this list just has three strong pieces, right? Like, instead of thinking about the list as like, oh, the whole list has some sort of theme, right? A Gladiator 1 
with Inversio OE APT demo, like that is solid, right? Mm, I would take external racks. APT's out of the game now. Why is it out of the game now? Dude, thermal shields. You can't you can't go up against a thermal shields list and just get your black dice. The gladiator dice can. Like it's that. got four black dice. No, it's. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, you could probably get away with running APT and just have them spend their brace, but. I mean, not everyone it's, has thermal shield. It's only Clone Wars factions, right? It's you have to consider it. That's true. You have to consider it. It depends on your meta. If you're seeing a lot of thermal shields, I understand swapping APT out for. Dude, I'm saying if, if you go into list building and you just say APT, it's over. I think you're not giving it the credit it's due. But. Unlike a lot of ships, even taking out half the dice, you can't take away all of his black dice. You can from the front. You can from the front. But he's got the side. His side is still nasty. It's true. You, you can't, I don't know. It's, you can't it's, thermal shields at all away. I'm saying, I think you if have, there you have is to think a ship, about it. If there is a ship that has to worry less about it, it it's the gladiator. Yeah, I'll because agree, he has I'll a whole yeah. side of only black dice. Um, I agree. Of so, all the ships that have to consider it, Gladiator can get away with it the most. But I so still then, think that you have to think of is it worth just getting cut down like that? Down right. to two black die outside. It does suck, but I think that between this and the Onager, like, that ship with thermal shields is going to have to think about like, what are you using your brace on, right? Like, if they both shoot the same target... Okay, now your brace is gone. Nice. Speaking right? of the Onager, yeah. what is going on with the Onager? So Why, what is Nita doing here? It's giving Why is... Innovate. Why? Why? Because, what? well, I think because, and, you know, this is me guessing, but the Onager likes to be far away from the enemy. Having mm -hmm. Innovate seems good when you're at longer ranges. It would be if you just got Innovate. Yeah, but you give up something but for innovation. You just replace. What are you replacing? Your uh, brace. It's got to be the salvo. Redirect. It's salvo. Be the salvo. I, there's but no Onager way. has good salvo. He's got red, red, blue. That's good. Yeah, he, he does. It's have not like salvo. you're you're giving it up for a one red salvo. That's three die salvo. That's fucking good. Yeah. So that's that's really my biggest issue with the Onager right now. It's just Nita. It's just Nita. Like any of the other officers, like Krennic. Palpatine, even. Titus, is, I think, is a better option than Nita, which is saying a lot. But you've got the points for Krennic. I would just put Krennic in there. Uh, well, Krennic, he, only, he doesn't work at extreme, so I guess that he's out. I would just put Titus. Titus is better. Fuck with their speed a little bit. I mean, maybe if you catch someone going speed one, you can go you can zero at, and just you can put them at delete zero them. Fucking delete them, yeah. They deserve to die if they deploy at speed one against Titus. Yeah, you're you're essentially saying that you have to deploy at speed two or above, and then you yeah. just kind of fuck with them that way. And then if they go speed two, you make them go speed three at the start, and then snipe that one because it's too I close. I think Titus goes with having the interdictor around as well, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, they both work pretty well together. And weapons battery techs. Mm, that can be good to get off your particle cannon beam thing. Right, because you want the red crit. But like getting rid of the accuracy is rough, man. You want the accuracy. Yeah. I mean, because it's rolling, and, what, three red, two blue, two black out of the front with the... Yeah, I, I would say if this was the test bed, weapons battery techs would fit better. But you, you've got two blue. There's a good chance you're going to get an accuracy. Just take the accuracy. And don't change it into a crit. And then you, if you do get a red accuracy, just re-roll it with linked turbo laser towers. So what instead of weapons battery techs? Ordnance experts. What about sensor team to guarantee the accuracy? No, you gotta spend a die. I don't like that card. So OE just to reroll your two blacks? Yep. Blocks and if good. your two blacks have like like if you roll and you've got fucking double hit hit on your two blacks, you can fire another black, you blank out on that one, you ordinance experts the hit and then the blank, and I think it's better than changing an accuracy to a crit. Which you're really only doing on your red die anyway, because you want to trigger your, your particle beam cannon. You know, like that's the trick. You take the red accuracy, you change it to a crit, and you activate the ignition red crit effect. But if you have linked turbo laser towers, you just reroll it. You just reroll it, and that's fine. It's not as consistent, but I think overall it's better. And then we've got an interdictor here. With projection experts, decaps. I think decaps is great on the interdictor, right? Like, it's yeah, it's stapled on there. It's, it's you get so the double good. arc, and then you're rolling like eight dice. It's like it's like great. It's yeah, it's really good with HIEs. If you roll better than me, if you roll eight dice, you'll probably get a blue crit. So it's pretty good. What do you think of these um, tech options here? Grav shift reroute and targeting scrambler. They're good. They're really good. And this is this is one of the reasons why I was like, why is Nita on the Onager? Because you've got Targeting Scrambler. Right. So it's like, if they get to you at close range, and you can Targeting Scrambler, why have Nita? Yeah. Because then your evade is just weaker. So, Targeting Scrambler is always good. Grab Shift Reroute, again, super good option. Oh, and we haven't been talking about how he has fucking Screed as his admiral. So he's and just he's spending he's just spending die and getting the crits anyway. Right. Yeah, I think. So he's always going to get the, the HIE. He's always going to get the particle cannon. Yep. Does Only that change your mind about... Um... No, it doesn't. <laughs> Weapons battery text? It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Because it actually look, means look, weapons you, battery check text is less useful, right? Because you're screening for the crit anyway. Yeah, you're you're screening for the crit anyway, so weapons battery text is even less useful. And rerolling black die is even better. Because if you roll your attack pool and let's say your your blacks are blank, but also some of your reds are blank. That means you can reroll your blacks with ordnance experts and reroll a red with linked turbo laser towers. And then, if you still don't get what you need, then you can spend screed for maximum damage. But again, what's good about orbital bombardment particle cannons is not the crit effect. It's the fact that it attacks at ignition long. 
Right. So, so fishing for the black crit, I don't think is what you need to be doing. Because it doesn't do any more damage to the ship you're attacking. It's only if other ships are near it. It's well, not the blue crit. Right. I mean, just the extra range on orbital bombardment makes it worth it, right? That's, that's what I'm saying, is, is that's what you're getting it for. So, let, like, if you blank out on one of your double-hit blacks, like, you, you for sure go for that instead of the red crit. But I think he has super heavy. Are you saying he should switch it to OB? Oh, oh I, I, fucking, I fucking had orbital bombardment. Okay, yeah, he has the super heavies. Sorry, I put the red one on here when I was putting the list up. Yeah, okay. <sighs> yeah, that is better. I would say depending on your shot, you just have to call it for whatever the most damage is going to be, depending on how many crits you have. Uh, I still think the build I have is better with Ordnance Experts and, and Titus instead of Nita. Now I don't know what the fuck Nita was doing there. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, though, the list seems really solid because really the only change is, is like, I think, changing to Titus, want, change one officer, maybe change APT to X-Rax and put maybe, Ordnance Experts maybe. in there. I, I wouldn't say maybe change it, but you do have to think about what you're going up against. If you're going up against Clone Wars, you should consider it. Um, and another maybe is switching out Targeting Scrambler for G7X Grab oh, Projector. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't going to say that. Leave Targeting wow. Scrambler. I was going to say take out Grab Shift for G8 because it goes with Titus. No, it doesn't. What do you mean? Titus just reduces their speed. If he reduces their speed to zero when they're in the deployment zone, there's no way that you can get there without engine techs. Even if you have engine techs, you can't get there in time to reduce or to lock them down. So they'll always be able to speed up before you mm. get to them. So okay. it's just, um, unless just... you have a fucking, you need a different suite of objectives to make that shenanigan work. And then it still might not work because they could have clone nav officer or Hondo or anything like that. And it's just not possible. And I assume this list is called No Shields for You because the Interdictor has HIEs on it. Yeah. But it's just like, I think it's just three strong pieces. You're going to fly them, like you're going to fly the Interdictor kind of in front of the Onager slightly, right? Like, yeah. he's going to try to tank. And then the Gladiator can get projected experts over to it if it takes damage. But he's going to maybe pincer in from the side and pow, pow, pow. Yeah, um, I, I think the Interdictor works well. Projection expertsing like the Gladiator and the Onager. Onager is what really needs it, I think, more than the Gladiator. Yeah. And then, like, unlike Seppies, you can just have these two squadrons, and they will be incredibly annoying and last until round four, at least. Yeah, probably. Yeah, these are really good squadrons. Is Iden Versio best here because it makes the evade better, or is it for a raid? I'll let you ask that one again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I thought. And then um, I think Contested Outpost could be Fire Lanes. And then you have Infested Fields and Surprise Attack is good. Yeah. Um, surprise Attack, um, I would consider maybe changing Targeting Scrambler for a G7X Gravwell Projector. Because if someone is uh, willing to take Surprise Attack, you can put the Gravwell token right there. And their flagship is at zero, and you fucking blow them up. 
Mm, that's delicious, actually. Yeah. And then uh, the first raid dial you reveal is nav. So the only thing they can do is spend a nav token to, to clear it or spend their dial or anything. They can't go up to speed one. So. Right. Yeah, and they would need to have like comms net or Hondo or some way to generate they, they would that need, token. They would need to have like Hondo or clone nav officer as well as making their, their first dial nav. Which they would if it. you force them to deploy. Which they would, yeah. But that's that's a lot of fuel. And then they're out of Hondo, they're out their clone nav officer for that round, they've got to refresh it. I mean, let's be honest, they're just not taking surprise attack if you have... I mean, if if they figure it out, right, they're not taking surprise attack if you have that... Uh, yeah, and then you're essentially forcing, like, a fire lanes or an infested field, which, which are both great. amazing. Sure. Especially infested field, because you have fucking the, the interdictor graph shift reroute. Amazing. Kind of toxic. Cool list, guys. Thanks for sending in your list. And if anyone else has a list that they want us to review, um, you can send it in with a comment. All right, we got one more section here. We want to talk about the Bad Batch. So for those of you who have not seen Bad Batch... Um, Spoilers. You can go do something else. You can go... Uh, go actually go watch, go watch Bad Batch. You and then go watch Bad tell Batch. us what you thought about Bad Batch in the YouTube comments. Because we would like to hear what everyone else thought about the Bad Batch show. But if you have seen it, you can stay here and listen to what we thought about Bad Batch. So since you put this in the show notes. <sighs> oh, yeah. Get, get a nice yawn in there for everyone. Mm. That's great. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, since you put it Bad Batch in the show notes, what were your thoughts? Hmm. It was okay. <laughs> I'm, it was so okay. Glad. <laughs> I'm so glad that you shared this, this deep information with us. Thank you for that hot well, take. You asked what my overall thoughts were, and I think overall it was okay. Okay. But I don't think that all of the episodes were okay. I think some of them were just bland and bleh, not needed <sighs> at all. You know? You know what I mean? I, part of me feels like it could have been eight episodes. That's exactly what I was thinking as well. Like, like the beginning and be end was or 16 episodes 16 yeah no eight episodes like the beginning was amazing the first the episode, beginning right? and then the last two episodes i thought were great yes but then like did you need the 12 the fucking, 13 episodes in between did, did did we need the indiana jones minecart episode did we need that no not really do you remember that one did yes, we need of course. that episode? It was right near the end, so of course I remember it. It's, mm, I don't think we... I don't think we needed it either. <laughs> well, 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 first off, let's talk about what was really good about the show. Actually, what was so amazing, and I couldn't stop talking about it, is just the quality of the animation. Yeah, really good. I've told several people that I think Star Wars The Bad Batch TV show on Disney Plus is in fact the best piece of animation that exists today. I don't mm. think there's anything that comes close to the level and quality of animation that the Bad Batch has. It is definitely top tier. Like um. you you say that like you're dodging like 
my I my dodging opinion you, well, because you, yeah. like what are you what are you saying do you think like you watched episode one of bad batch right yeah okay all the what has what has better animation quality just than that one episode anything right. tell me i'm listening i just like there are like other animated there are animated feature films that look as good i think no but i, I don't i don't agree with that at all <laughs> <laughs> like what what tell me that has just pure animation quality yeah what's better than than what we saw in bad batch it's tough it's tough um let me think here i i i, I would make an argument for modern pixar movies or disney animated films or like how to train your dragon like that kind of stuff yeah is on the same level in terms of lighting particle effects like but there's not a ton and nothing in the television quote-unquote space that's where i'll come i don't know i was just watching it and i was like this is the most detailed and insane shit i've ever seen yeah at like period yeah like could you imagine watching this as a movie yes Mm. I, i mean i could have imagined like four episodes of it being a movie and being really good. My favorite episodes. Mm, I mean, the Hera episodes were great. The Ryloth episodes. Yeah. Those, those were dude. Ryloth has the best fucking episodes. Why is it like every time we go to Ryloth, it's always fucking amazing because it matters to like, <laughs> because it matters, right? Like, like compared to like the minecart episode or like, one of the random like they go out and have like a heist and then come back like the ryloth episode is impactful because it's it's kind of like animation star wars version of like showing us what's going on in the galaxy like ryloth is like just an example of a planet where things are happening on a larger scale right we're getting like it's kind of like representing the the rest of the galaxy (laughs) exactly we have like you know the senator and we have like you know a whole uprising of a planet and like and it, it's been in clone wars it's been in rebels right and now it's in bad batch and like every time they go to Ryloth, <laughs> like you said like the story that they tr- choose to tell is like not a small story whereas like sometimes in these episodes they tell just a really small story which is yeah but, but Ryloth, they were like yeah, uh, we turned in all of our weapons because we trusted the Empire, but they fucking assassinated Ornfri Ta, and now we're feeling like this shit isn't going going to go well for us. So right. now we need to smuggle our weapons back. And the Bad Batch, they were in the fucking episode for not even two minutes, and it was one of the best fucking episodes of the whole show. <laughs> yeah, and which but- shows you the strength of the time period that they're working in. I think that that was that's an example of some of the good episodes. Now, here's a description of one episode of the show, and I want you to tell me which episode it is. Oh, don't do this. I want you to tell me, okay? You can't. I'll hear your keyboard. No keyboard. Hands off. Okay. Okay. The Batch accept a rescue assignment in exchange for some information. Omega is told to stay on the ship. Fuck you. That's not. There's no <laughs> way that's a description of an episode. Yeah, dude. It's it's one of the episodes. Tell that's, me which one it is. That's all of the episodes. 
That's that's it's the description of the of whole show. Oh what do you mean? God. What episode is that? Episode five, Rampage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Another I... episode that could just be gone. Like, why did we need this weird Rancor episode where where Wrecker fucking wrestles a Rancor fucking bullshit? <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. And you're like, this is some ridiculous shit right here. He's, now, he's fucking fist fighting a rancor. Now, let me tell you something, though. Okay? Let me tell you something. How many episodes in season one of The Clone Wars did not need to be there? How many episodes in season one of Clone Wars was there? You told me you not to Google type it. in my keyboard. No, you can Google but... it now. Yeah, you, you, you okay. can. Okay, hold on. Let's find out. Season one has 22 episodes. Okay. In fact, um, every season for the initial run had 22 episodes. So, of the first season, how many episodes needed to be in that out of 22? Okay, 22 oh. did not need to be in the first season. <laughs> uh, here's, here's the thing. Okay, so yeah. What was the episode where Ahsoka was reintroduced? She had her, her Shoto lightsaber. Yeah. Like her secondary dual-wielding one. Uh, everything got a visual update, and yep. then she was attacking on the ATT. So that was Heroes on Both Sides, Season 3, Episode 10. Okay. That's where the episodes start to matter. <laughs> okay, so any uh, episode before that can n not exist, and it's fine. Even I any Ahsoka building, any, any introductions, because mm. it essentially reintroduces the character in a non-kind of bullshit, handholdy way. Like... Right from the get-go, you know that uh, Ahsoka's kind of a badass. Uh, she doesn't really follow the rules, and she learned it from Anakin, but Anakin's trying to, like, teach her, and they're both, like, student and teacher, and there's this whole galactic conflict. You don't need to know anything okay. before that. Okay, so you're... Okay, so just listen. So what I you're feel like I've, is, I've jostled you a little bit. What you're All saying right. is there are a lot of episodes in season one of The Clone Wars that didn't need to be there. Yep. Okay, now... How many episodes in season one of Rebels didn't need to be there? Less than in Less Clone than Clone Wars. Wars. Less than Clone Wars. Right? Here, let, let, me, let me check. Rebels season one. I love Rebels, by the way. I also love Rebels. Yeah, less than the entirety of the first season of Clone Wars, for sure. Less than 22. <laughs> less than 22, yeah. Because there's only 15 fucking episodes of shit. Right. I would say in Bad Batch, there are even less. There's probably right. four or five episodes I would take out. Right. Okay, good. Good, good. So what my point is, is both of those shows started with seasons that had a, a bunch of filler episodes in them. But then by season three, season four, it was just, you know, like hit after hit after hit. You know what I mean? Like, there's I, not I very do, many but, episodes. But I reserve my right to be critical on the bad episodes. I just Do you remember us like watching Rebels season start. one and we're like, why is this shit? This shit is garbage. Why am I watching I, Space I Aladdin they, in my they, Star Wars show? I just, I, I just think they love to have a slow start. I just think they love to have a slow start. And, and I'm okay with watching Wrecker wrestle a Rancor or watching three episodes where they go out on a mission and have to leave the girl in the spaceship and she complains about it because they all come I back trust... and have popcorn. 
bro honestly the, <laughs> the, the product popcorn. the product placement on the popcorn that you get from disney world is that is like jarring you know that's the pro- little... that's the popcorn from disney world right i i did not make that's that connection the popcorn, the popcorn that you get at galaxy's edge at disney world but like every time while they, they were eat eating it, it like, i was like this is very clearly just popcorn <laughs> like like they call it some weird name but i'm like this is that's popcorn, popcorn. Guys. that's popcorn. like it's that's i know a popcorn and like they even have the bowl with the fucking red and white stripes yeah and I'm like yeah. i know it's popcorn guys you don't have to do this you put it I in any, it. any bucket i, I just want to say that i trust them at this point because this is the third time they've done it that season two will be better and season three and then by season four we're going to be like holy shit this show is incredible i can't believe it blah 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 but it's, it's a complete necessity you can't take it out and it be star wars again right yeah i agree but i reserve my right to, to be critical on on the shit that is unnecessary but now, also i didn't i didn't think any episodes were bad no like, there were just in- some that didn't drive the plot you remember Bombad Jedi in the fucking Clone Wars? That dude, unwatchable, unfucking watchable. Oh, and what is better than seeing fucking uh, Scorch in the fucking oh, finale? I like, I, I'm a huge Republic Commando fan. So, what's better than that, man? So, it's considering this is an Armada podcast. Do you think that this show has any sort of content implications for Armada? Other than the fucking batch shuttle not really i mean the batch shuttle is more x-wing don't you think no it's it's like the fucking bad batch millennium falcon you put it on a squadron stand you give it a unique ability and then there you go you're good i suppose if amg did another fighter pack for the original trilogy another fighter pack you mean if amg does a, a pack at all no, I'm just okay. Because they have done more, no, no, no. They're making more stuff, but like anything so far. Well, okay, but give them a break. But what I'm saying is, like, no, 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 no. Until they I, do anything, I am going to continue being critical. Once they submit one thing, I'm back on board. But as of right now, only criticism from me. Okay, fine. You can be critical, but I will be the voice of reason, which is that there's going to be more content and. I, but I just don't think, like, let's say that, like, I'm in the board meeting for, like, okay, guys, we're going to make Armada content. What are we going to make? I don't think that a shuttle in the original trilogy era, which I guess is what we're in now because it's the Empire, right? So Yeah, so we're, so we're in Empire territory. But this is more of that pseudo-area. Like, pseudo so, I don't know. But, like, a shuttle doesn't is not, like... Yeah, it's not a fucking list. expansion. No, it's not. So I don't Before think this fucking is Ewings and the Reaper, no. Right, no, no, no. So, like, this could end up as a shuttle in X-Wing, I but, think. But that's what I'm saying, is, like, that's really all I can see, you know? Or maybe uh, it's it's some kind of reasoning for an Imperial Venator with right. Admiral Rampart, you know? Yeah, but, because of the the bleed between Republic and Empire... I would yeah, not there's mind. a little bit of bleed over there. I would not mind them to acknowledge that somehow. Either with like alternate paint jobs of ships, or if that's more expensive than they would like, then just 
card pack. Like, I don't care, you know? I really don't care at this point. But I just... We're, we're in the fine. bargaining stage. Give us anything. Give us anything, yeah. Do you think when AMG restarts production that they will... Okay, if. so... D- when? You say, you said, don't say no, shit if. like that. The, no, you're I not just, allowed to say did. shit like this. On I a, just did. Not, Come not, fucking fight me, man. Not on this goddamn podcast. So, when AMG starts production, are, do you think that they're just going to be like, okay, here's a, here's a wave? Or do you think they're going to be like, you know, we're taking a look at Armada, and we want to do a 2.0? And with the, like when it starts as AMG, it's going to be a, like a 2.0 version of in terms of rules. Um, and then like that's when Armada gets like variable point costs like X-Wing has. It gets, mm. you know, rotating. You know, they have the seasonal shit that they do where they change the points and put things yeah. in hyperspace and out of hyperspace. I don't think Armada has enough yeah, stuff yeah. to worry about hyperspace. But, yeah, yeah. you know, seasonal point changes and rebalance and all of that. I would say I would be really worried if they opened up with wanting to do a 2.0. Because as of right now, I don't know of another miniatures game that has a better rule set right now than Armada. The rules so I don't, are So I don't know what they good. would change for well, 2.0. Well, I mean, like, the, the one thing would be and and this was part of the reasoning when the developers came up with X-Wing 2.0, their original reasoning was, hey, some of these iconic ships that we made in Wave 1, 2, and 3 suck compared to newer ships because we got better at making the game. There's newer um, mechanics that they don't have, right? So like things like mm-hmm. the X-Wing and yep. the TIE Fighter got a lot better, right? And you yes. know, I'm just looking at the Victory Star Destroyer and the Nebulon. Like they could use a little bit of love. You know, the Assault Frigate, could use a little bit of love and yep. a new model, honestly. Um, and like, just okay, so, for those things alone, is it worth it to say, even if the 2.0 is just like a new rule set with like adjustable point costs? Like, so here's my question Has AMG gotten better at making Armada? What do you mean, gotten better at it making Armada? Like, like they you said, haven't made any X, Armada. X, X Wing, they made the 2.0 because, as you said, We've gotten better at making X-Wing, blah, 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 all that. Has AMG done that? Or did they fire all their devs? So. It remains to be seen, but. Yeah. See, that's, that's why I say I, I'm worried. I'm just thinking of, like, a justification for a delay beyond just, like, we don't have I don't think together. that they need any more justification other than we are a one-game company that got saddled with three additional games in the span of a month, and we just literally do not have the time to do all of them. Yeah. That's fair. That's all. That's all. Like, that's fair. That's fine. Yeah. But, but don't open up with the 2.0 as, as your opening move. That, that's not the way to go. Yeah. It's, you might be right. What, what I would do is maybe a campaign pack yeah. and open with that. Or, you know, more rule sets like Unconventional Warfare. And, you know, just throw out five of them over the span of the year and see how people respond to them. See what people like. Yeah. And just practice, for God's sake. Yeah. And then make another wave. That's what I would do. But 
So at the end of season one of The Bad Batch, we got a little tease, I guess, of season two with the shuttle taking... It was Nalase, right? Yeah, taking Nalase to that mountain. You added this into the show notes. I did. I'm, I'm just like waiting to hear what you think about it. Because you were the one who told me that it was the yeah. mountain, Mount Tantis. Yeah. And then I'd ask you, does that mean something? And you're like, yeah, it's, it's that one cloning mountain from Heir to the Empire. Right. And I immediately got excited. Yeah, so for, I guess, those of you that haven't dived into, like, legend Star Wars books, like... Star Wars, Heir to the Empire. Yeah, I mean, like, Heir, Heir to the Empire and the whole, that whole trilogy is really good. It's obviously not canon anymore um, because it was written in like the 80s. But essentially part of the story is that the Emperor had a secret cloning facility on this planet called Wayland. And the mountain was called Mount Tantus. And that was where they were doing whatever cloning experiments. And they were trying to like clone Palpatine, right? Or something? Uh, trying to clone force people, right? Um, that wasn't really the, the point of them was just to be cloning things, people, whatever. Cause like, okay, spoiler alert, spoilers. If you haven't read Hair to the Empire, go away. Okay. Now, um, no, the, the point of it was Thrawn was taking over the remnants of the empire after Return of the Jedi. They had lost a lot of their, you know, firepower, their might, right? So he needed what? more ships and he needed troops right so to make him you know have the capability of going head to head with the new republic at that point he needed a lot of troops and so he cloned them um and so that was he just had his army was just cloned through these cloning vats on mount tantus on wayland and then for having more ships that was where the katana fleet was like they started talking about like this fleet of like 200 ships that got lost and you know they need you know and then throughout the course of the the book they find the katana fleet and that you know 200 ships plus lots of cloned people equals you know now i have a big fleet that i can take on the new republic with right that was kind of the whole zhuzh of it but the cool thing about what's happening in current lore is it seems like they're taking some pieces of that general thread and mixing it in with what's happening in the mandalorian um and what happened in the sequel trilogy um, well, because from the sequel trilogy, we know, spoilers, he fucking gets cloned and comes back. Somehow, Palpatine right. returns. <laughs> Palpatine has returned, right? So we're getting another piece of this puzzle. And that, this is actually the most interesting part, I think, for me, of the Bad Match is the Kaminoans and the cloning and how that all relates to everything else that's going on. Because we obviously we saw some cloning going on in the Mandalorian with those like there was an episode where they went and found this facility where there are all these weird cloning things going on. And they yeah. kind of just looked at it and like were like, that's weird and walked away. <laughs> um, <laughs> they really and, want like fucking uh, Grogu for his blood because of I, I think that they're trying to fucking uh, clone force users. Yes. So the scientists that Nala Se runs into on that facility is wearing the same kind of outfit with the same kind of logos as the as the people who are trying to 
capture Baby Yoda, right? So yeah. all of those pieces Grogu. are lining up, you know, and it would His be very Grogu. interesting. <laughs> Grogu. Same. It would be very interesting to see, you know, between The Mandalorian Season 3 and the other Disney Plus shows that are coming out, um, how that plot thread weaves in from what's going on down here in the Bad Batch to that era, you know, Thrawn well, they is said that they were going player. to. They said that they were going to try and, and do like a, or they were leading to to some kind of big Star Wars television event where the shows lead together to yeah yeah, and I, I think like you know if that event is you know. Thrawn's put the cloning with maybe another fleet that he finds somewhere or something, and they kind of do like a Heir to the Empire Redux um, without some of the more weird shit that was in Star Wars at that, that time. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Ahsoka running around. You've got Luke with Baby Yoda. You've got, you know, the Mandalorians, and you've got, you know, Thrawn running around with cloning happening. It's all very cool. Interesting, and, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. That, yeah. Same. So uh, that's, that's all I had to say about that. I, I think, I think that area would have more stuff for Armada than Bad Batch. I know. That'd be so cool. If like, you know, it was a big space battle or two. Gotta be a big space battle, man. Gotta I mean, they, they made the Architons look pretty badass. Yeah. You know, and it's like, Hey, that's a tiny ship. From our from our perspective, right? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I I thought the Bad Batch was okay. I think it would have been better, like ten, twelve episodes maybe. I don't think it needed. Oh, also, when do you think uh, the boy Crosshair got his chip out, or do you think he still has it in? It was an interesting decision to have him say, "I got my chip out," but then it also seemed like he was still having headaches. Yeah, because he so said think, that he had it out for a long time. Yeah. I wonder if they just told him they took it out or he's mistaken and he actually has it in. So, I don't know. TBD. I think it's more interesting if he has it out. And I think if he has it out, he would have gotten it out whenever they fucking fucked with his head. Essentially, right when... Crosshair shaved his head is when mm. he got his chip out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. I just think it's overall more interesting than, no, I said that they took it out, but they lied to me and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I just think it's better if he's, like they said, his nature is just being kind of a dick. I agree that it's more interesting to have him as a character who is making his own choices than to have this, like, we took it out and now you're our friend again. Uh, yeah, I was I was really sitting there like, how is this gonna go, guys? Like, is he gonna get taken back or is he gonna refuse? Yeah, what's going on? And then he was like, I still don't like what you guys are doing. And I'm like, oh my god. And then he yeah. just fucking like sits on there until they they come and get him. I guess. I do, I think for season two, we're gonna continue to see the empire. Like he's gonna see the empire. Uh, like, how he sees the Empire will change, I think, throughout season two. You want to know my hot take? Mm. I want him to just continue 
enjoying being with the Empire. Because there's so many story threads, and they did this in Resistance, even though I didn't fucking watch it. It's just always they defect or they join with the Empire, and none of them end up liking it. Which I know is like, yeah, they're the bad guys. Nobody, though? Right. Nobody thinks that this like overwhelming galactic strength is probably a good idea to be on their side. Yeah. Can't he just be like, yeah, I went on a mission and fucking Darth Vader showed up. I don't know how you guys expect to deal with that. Right. But I think that's a pretty fucking powerful asset to have on my team. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Just they saying. do they do that thread a lot, and they also do the I've defected from the Empire, now I'm a good guy thread a lot. Yes. And the, you know what other thread they also do? We're a bunch of gruff uh, special ops person, and uh, we find a child, and it, they show us our humanity. <laughs> I, look, I love everything that Dave Filoni's done. You gotta find a different way to, to tell a fucking story, dude. This is the fourth time, man. You gotta figure something out. <laughs> you gotta you gotta figure something else out on how to tell a story. This is this, this just, is the last one. It's over. If you do another story and there's a fucking child that shows up, a, a child showing up is fine, but you can only do Lone Wolf and Cub so many times, and it turns out. That number is four. You can do one Wolf and Cub four times, and that's it. Uh, you know what's going to be funny is when the Ahsoka show comes out and she finds a No! Child. No! <laughs> Stop it! Uh, oh, man. And it's like... Dude, it's... No, it's too much. It's got to be something else. If she finds some fucking Griebelling or whatever the fuck, I don't care. It's too it's, much. It's Ezra's child, and she has to find him to bring it back to him. Stop it. Bronze child. Yeah, a little blue baby with red eyes. At that point, I throw my hands up in the air, and I don't know what to do at that point. Too many babies. <laughs> Tell one but, story without a fucking baby in it. I'm, I'm in, okay, so like... I felt like season one of Bad Batch would have like made me understand at the end why Omega was <laughs> was there. Why is Omega there? Like um, from like the big like plot of the show. See, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like Omega could have not been there. I like Omega a lot. Like of all the children. Dude. Of all the children, she is the best one. She They're the best getting one. better at writing kids. Yes, and she's the I, best kid. Dude, how adorable was it when like Hunter would do something, but you would see Omega in the back, like mimicking him? Omega. Omega. And uh, I thought that shit was great. But again, it's like they keep like I think they were just doing little little crumbs and they weren't giving me a taste of like what the fuck is going on with her. Yeah, because like when she first showed up, you're like, "Oh, this bitch has force powers because she's got the fucking slicked back hair and the fucking headband." <laughs> and I'm like, "Full on, I'm on board. I can see you just by the character design. I know you have force powers. Don't hide it from me." Yeah. And then it's like, 
But does she though? Because now so. would be the time to tell us. And then she's well, like, no, she keeps... it would actually be season two to tell us, right? But because... it's like, but let me know why it's, it's too, too I small. Know, yeah, to I mean, like, why did the Kaminoans make her? That's what I want to know. That's the, that's like, yeah, that's like we, why. That's because we know why they made Boba, right? Yeah, they made Boba for Jango. And we know why they made the rest of the Bad Batch, right? Yeah, because they're badass. They, they were experimenting with messing with the genes to make super soldiers or whatever. I guess, I guess how far they could push the gene. But why did they make a girl clone? And she doesn't age quickly. Yeah, she's a normal one. And she made the, they made her before the Bad Batch because she's like, oh yeah, I remember when you guys were born. Right? That was a weird line, right? And I was, <laughs> I was like, like, that's okay. weird. That's suspicious. <laughs> that's a weird thing to but say. Like, why do you exist, child? You were created. Why do you exist? D it From the Kaminoans' perspective, it would be right? fucking like, funny if Django didn't specify what gender he wanted his child, and they were like, "All right, we made we made one girl and one dude. Uh, pick like a Pokemon, which one you want." And he's like, "Uh, fucking, I'll take the the boy because I want him to be a fighter like me." And then they're like, "All right, we'll teach this one how to do clone shit, I guess." Since we already fucking made her. But I will contain my annoyance at not knowing what her, why she exists until the end of season two. If I get to the end of season two and I have still zero clue, I will be annoyed. Right now I'm not. How though. cool would it be, though, if the reason she's one of the, un, one of the unaltered clones is because she's going to show up in some of the later Mando-era Star Wars? That would be cool. That would be cool. However, I feel like they're all going to die by the end. Really? They're going to get fucking Rogue One? I feel like they have to get Rogue One, don't they? See, because here's the thing. We said that about Rebels. But now we've got fucking... We got Hera. Ahsoka back. We got Ezra, Sabine, Hera. All of them. The only person who died was Kanan. He was the only one who really had to die, right? It was so good that he died, though. Oh, that was so Great death. fucking good. Great death. It was so good. Don't some of them at least have to die? Like, you can't just have a squad of clones running around. Like, but why you? not, though? I think that these guys were flying too close to the we're going to join the rebellion. Why? Go somewhere else. Go away. Go do something else. Go yeah. do something else. I agree. Go, go be a bunch of fucking badass mercenaries on somewhere... Not the rebellion. Don't do that again. Go away. Don't be rebels version one, right? Exactly. Like, like when they were fighting with the bounty hunters and fuck Cad Bane was showing up. I was like, this is some good shit right here. Like, I'm really liking this stuff. But the Cad more, Bane episode was awesome. More that way. Less Saw Gerrera. Had enough of that dude. Guy's a dick. He's um, racist against Geonosians. He's just. He just hates everything. I don't think that dude enjoys living at all. He's just, true. Like, like they showed up and he's like, "Whose side do you want?" And I'm like, "All right, man." They decided. They just decided not to kill you. Just a couple minutes ago, they decided maybe let's not kill these guys. No. And you're like, "You guys are fucking assholes." And I'm like, you "Take like twenty percent off the top, man. You're coming at us too hard. We can still change our minds." 
Crosshair was really gunning for you like two minutes ago. So. <sighs> okay. Well, that's all I've got on Bad Batch. Yeah. Pretty good show. I liked it. Season 2 is going to be fucking amazing, though. I have a feeling that it will as well. There's a lot of good Star Wars coming up in the next 365 days, I think. I'm so. I just want it to be the next year already. Wait, no. Fucking Book of Boba Fett is coming out. Yeah. Real soon. Do you know what's coming out even sooner? Visions. Dude, I haven't seen the trailers for that yet. Bro, you're, I hate you. <laughs> it looks so crazy. Dude, I just am like, what, what can I see in the trailer that would convince me to watch it more? More than nothing, I already but We could talk nothing. about the trailer before the no, show no, comes no, out. Because, no, no. like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it anyway, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be even more amazing because I have no idea what's going to happen. You, you have some have idea. No idea. I have, I have some I, idea. You dude, have I, no idea. It, it honestly made the last two Star Wars movies better. Could anything? What do you mean? Yeah, I just told you. Not, <laughs> Not watching, watching the trailers, trailers made them better. Yeah. <sighs> Because I had no idea what was the fuck was going on, and uh, they're better than what they could have been. All right, I'm tired of talking. I didn't think it was possible. Well, I was talking with people earlier. So. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. What do you mean, why am I coughing? Dude, I just spent the last, like, seven, eight hours at fucking CarMax trying to get Sarah's fucking stupid-ass Fiat sold and it took fucking forever. But were you able to sell it? Yeah. It just took, like, fucking seven hours. That's horrible, actually. It was horrible. My whole fucking day gone. I mean, it's not like you had anything to do anyway. Anything else. I could have been doing anything else. <laughs> Literally anything else. Literally anything. <sighs> Let's see, what are we doing today? We are looking at some ships, some small ships. All two of them. Yep. And list... List review? Just one? Yeah. And then Bad Batch discussion. Bad Batch discussion? Bad Batch? What are we? What podcast it's, is this? Dude, this is a fucking Star Wars podcast. And it finished. And also, I haven't talked to you about Bad Batch and what you thought about the whole okay, show. Okay, okay. And so we're going to fucking do it, all right? Is that fucking okay? Okay. Well, are we only really only doing one? We got like 10 lists. Do you want to do more than one list? I, I don't know. I mean, it we depends. did two last. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Where did you get this from? I'll get another one. Because um, there was one guy that sent us one on Instagram. Yep, that's that, that one that I have. That's in the trenches? Okay, so we've got one from Lane Todd. We've got one from the Heisen Lab. And we've got another from Aiden Folds. Okay, pick one and put it in here. <sighs> Hmm. 
Oh, it's a trench list. Oh, yes. All right. Do you want an onager or an ISD? Um, I want an onager. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'm ready when you are. Let's get ready then. Let's get ready. <laughs> 